For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And uh, yeah, the season started. It's great. Um, we're going to start off the show today by saying that the league needs to find a way to change up the visiting teams for the home opener. I don't know. Um, it was exciting um, versus the Habs. It was because uh, obviously with COVID and the fans back in the building, it was totally awesome experience that way. But I don't know. We're always playing the Habs or the Sands. Like, Give us the Oilers or the Bruins or something different, basically. That's how I feel. Uh, I agree 100%, especially considering we were stuck with just Montreal and Ottawa for the preseason games that, <laughs> that yeah, it just yeah. was, I don't know, it just didn't feel like, you know, it was special being there and with the home opener and everything, but it, it could have been more exciting because it just kind of felt like more of the preseason for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. And um, I don't know. Get a U.S. team in there. Sorry, like yeah, mix in here. it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, that's our th- our uh, my opening thought on that. <laughs> and um, but on the positive side, last night we finally got the win versus the uh, Sens, even though it wasn't the decisive win that I'm so wanting to see. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, it was a good win. Um, help to bring some positivity back to the fan base because the fan base has, seems to be a little bit stressed out about the Leafs after only a couple of games. Um, and we're only three games into the season when we're recording this podcast because it's Sunday today uh, after the Saturday night uh, win versus the Sens. And, um, but there's lots of time for the guys to get together. So Leafs Nation, just take a breath. Yeah, it's a a long 82-game schedule, and uh, we just realized that this season will be our first full regular season of doing the podcast uh, because COVID basically came in right, you know, halfway through our first year. So, yeah, this is this is the first time that we're going to actually be uh, recording a full season, and we have some really exciting updates coming. Yeah, so um, that means lots of work with 82 games, but that's Mm -hmm. okay, because we love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, if you haven't checked out our social media recently on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our handle is at LTL1917, and check it out, because you'll see our video clip in front of Maple Leaf Gardens, which will give you some info on the updates that are coming, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exciting. We're excited. Yeah, so we have some good things coming for you down the pike, and uh, we can't look. We can't wait to share these uh, new things with you. So, 
Now, before we get into the show, we want to apologize to the fans for us putting out there that maybe they might be changing the goal song. Apparently, that was just a bit of a tease because uh, they're still rolling with the hollow notes. So it might be with us for a while. So sorry, yeah. guys. Uh, sorry that we got you a little bit uh, excited there. But uh, looks like we're we're sticking with the hollow notes for now. Yeah. And they're, uh, I guess... I noticed this because I I saw the Sabres, I guess, they're going with, um, I saw it on Twitter that they're actually, the players are choosing their songs, their goal songs. Which is what we want. Which is what we want. And I thought, personally, I thought it was the league that kind of mandated the, like how the league or like how the music is done at all the arenas sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I just thought it was some sort of... Like the entertainment is kind of controlled by the NHL. Like, uh, but right. obviously, if the Sabers are doing this, yeah, um, then why can't then we do it? Why can't we do it? I'm I would sure. Totally. That's just another way for players to showcase their personalities. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, I'll, I guess they could put some stipulations, you know, like no songs laden with f bombs and stuff like that if no, they want. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like it would be really cool because they already have their playlists, which I think we've, mm-hmm. we've mentioned like on Spotify and Apple. Yeah. A lot of the players have their own and there's team specific ones. Um, I don't know why they can't do that because it's just another way to showcase the players and their yeah, personalities and, and the, the music they like. Yeah, I love and that. Today, today, too, they just announced um, that they're going to be able to dress business casual. Yeah, is what how Austin Matthews said. So they don't have mm. to wear, I guess, the suit. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Willie will get his wish there, where he said he's going to be wearing the, uh, I don't know what those pants that Justin Bieber, that exclusive thing, the uh, yeah the clothing line or whatever, mm-hmm. and they they look like pajamas to me. But well, they're sweats. <laughs> Or they're straight. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's business casual. I don't know. But anyways, they're allowing that. So why <laughs> their business? Because they, they live in sweats. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're going to get into the show now. Um, but before we do that, I wish we just want to put it out there again that if you ever have any questions or comments about the Leafs or want to give us your thoughts that we could share on the show, uh, definitely go ahead and DM us on social media or email us at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com and we may share your comment on the show. So it is the regular season, and with that, we're going to be getting back to our usual podcast format that we rolled out last year. So just as a refresher, we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, where Chris and I each pick uh, one from each category and discuss uh, what we think went right or wrong with our Leafs. And then we're going to get into the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel, where we choose our top three moments of the last two-week segment uh, and discuss And we end off with a segment called the third period, which is kind of like a grab bag of different things that we want to talk about, which could have to do with hockey in general, the league, or any other topic that we kind of want to throw out there. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. The good, the bad, the ugly. This is good going back to our regular formatting, I think. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so let's start. I'll start off 
with the good. So I'm choosing Rasmus Sandine. Mm-hmm. So he's actually, I mean, I wasn't, I was debating. I didn't want to go. Everybody's been like saying, um, I guess that uh, he's going to be like the replacement for Morgan Riley, like right away after three games. But I mean, I'm not going to go that far yet. He probably, he probably will be but, eventually. Um, eventually, but I mean, it's his first full, it's going to be his first full NHL season. And um, anyhow, right now he's uh, over the three games, like, I guess just his, the passing, like he's so confident with the puck, he's making it look so easy. And um, he has two assists in, in the first three games. And um, yeah, but I mean, he's he's averaged just under 17 minutes in the first three games. And uh, I guess when you compare him with Riley, I guess, like I can see the comparisons, the offensive comparisons, but I mean, like Riley, obviously he plays against better players in the lineup, right? Because... Uh, Sandine is in in the bottom pair, uh, D pair, but uh, Riley plays on the PP. He plays PK minutes now, and he's basically playing over twenty two minutes a night. So yeah, I don't know he's that. got a long way to go to fill those boots. The still. extra eight eight minutes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and against the competition too, the different competition. Now right. I'm hoping. I mean, if they do think that definitely Sandine is going to be the next. Riley, let's say for next season that I'm hoping over this season that they gradually increase either and change his partner too. like he should mm-hmm. play with Muzzin basically he should at least be on the second pairing anyways um, if he's going to do that but so far I mean he's uh, he's he's been impressive considering he he looks like he's uh, like calm out there and um, yeah I actually think he's He's making Dermot look good too, sort of like he's mainly the the driver of that pairing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm well, still looking he, for more for Dermot. I mean, not that he's been bad, but no. But the focus here um, is uh, is Sandine. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you on that. He, for a young guy, he's so poised, and nothing really seems to rattle him. And he seems to be like one thing that I find he does kind of have on Riley is he is really mobile along that blue line, especially when you see him on the power play, he can get shots through. um, Yeah. Way more somehow. Like he's just really good at finding those holes and getting that puck down in there for a scoring opportunity. So um, yeah, he's, he's been really impressive and I haven't seen like too many, you know, big mistakes or gaffes or anything like that. So yeah, yeah, the the kid is definitely, got uh the chops to play yeah. in the in the league for sure yeah, and like you're saying i think i did read somewhere with his shot attempts i don't know if he's the highest on the leafs d he's he's the shot attempts are definitely high for the mm-hmm. like for him so so that's good too eventually they're gonna they'll they'll go in for him too and he'll get some goals as well mm-hmm. so that'll be good yeah so who's your good Okay, so my good that I'm going with is um, the person that I looked to at the beginning when we were just, you know, giving our predictions to uh, really be the person that kind of carries us through while we're waiting for AM34 to come back, and that is William Nylander. And, uh, okay, so he's already scored, uh, but they're using him in a whole lot of other ways. Like he's getting uh, penalty killing minutes, his 
200 foot game seems to be much better. But the thing that I've noticed the most about him is his demeanor. Like he has got an intensity this year that I haven't seen from him before. And he has been over three games right now, I would say very consistent in his play. Like we have seen moments in the past where you get a good night from Willie and then the next day it's that flyby Willie. Um, this year so far, like knock on wood, it's early, of course, but uh, I see like a real, like he looks like he is on a mission and he has really carried over his play from the, the, the playoffs last year. He seems to be one of the only ones that has done that. Um, so I am looking forward to seeing what he will do over the course of 82 games. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely been the best player, um, hands down, like over the three games, the start. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like you said, he, well, I mean, when we went to that blue and white game, we said he was like the captain out there, right? Yeah, so like, he just, he's, he seems so different out there right now. Like he's just yeah. not, he's, he's he just business. seems to be taking it. Yeah. Way yeah. more seriously. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm happy to see that and looking forward to yeah. what he will do over the course of the the regular season. So yeah. let's move on to the bad. So Chris, what is your choice for bad? Okay, so I have to say though I did actually choose Kerfoot to begin with, but and apparently on my way home last night from the game, apparently Sheldon Keith had a chat with him, and that's basically ah. what <laughs> during in the morning skate yesterday uh -huh. before the Sens game. So that apparently turned him around so that uh so he played really well last night he had a good game yeah um so he must have taken that bad. to heart <laughs> yeah exactly um he's not the bad the bad is the injuries basically um have to say i look back just to see uh where our opening night lineups um came in from sil and i when we put them in in our last episode and uh we were close but then uh, we had Ilya Mikheyev a lot in there in our, like to give him the opportunities even on the top line. Um, but yeah, so now Mikheyev obviously is injured with the, with the wrist or no, sorry, it was the thumb, broken thumb. Mm -hmm. And he had to have surgery on that. And that's just horrible for him. It's crappy. We've, uh, everyone has, um, said how it's, he just can't, he gets going and then he gets an in injury, but, uh, anyhow, and then obviously, Matthews, but he's coming back now. Um, so hopefully that'll be good. I was thinking that they wouldn't start him versus the Rangers. I thought that they would kind of give him the week because then there's no game until Friday night. But I guess they just Well, maybe he to, wants to get in there now that he's ready. Yeah, I guess. And then maybe he, it, does, he does have those days to rest up. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. And then the, um, and then obviously the injury to Mrazic, um, which is not the greatest but he <laughs> to start off the with the our goaltending situation yeah and um because he played really well on uh in the game on on thursday night in ottawa and um yeah but he's out for they said 14 days with the groin injury so yeah that's my bad basically i just yeah it's it does really suck in like in the last two years for injuries uh, up until like i mean in a way, I guess the fact that if we're getting them out of the way early, that's better than it happening in the playoffs like it has yeah. in the past two years. But um, the unfortunate thing is, is that at the beginning of the season, like in the last two years, we've been fairly healthy over the course of both of them, even though they have both been shortened season, granted. Uh, but 
the whole cap situation is is the real killer there, which we obviously saw with uh, having to bring up the emergency backup, right? Yeah. And um, and that the whole thing is is that at the beginning of the season, because they manage the cap on a daily basis when they're so tight like this, the beginning of the season is where they're hoping they're going to accrue some savings. And yeah. when you've got these injuries like that, like it's re- really, really hard to do. So yeah. um, it's funny yeah, though, because so even unfortunate. Keith said last night that Colorado actually was down a skater yesterday for oh, the yeah. same reason. It's so it's not that. just and us. No, it's not just <laughs> right. it's not just us. And also yeah. Vegas last year, I think they had five games where they were like that. So yeah, it's all comes down to the fact that. It's Gary COVID situation. Well, <laughs> it's that. He it's, screwed it's, us over. <laughs> it's the fact that, you, you know, if you're a cap team, um, yeah, you're you're going to be massaging yeah. this daily. And no one saw the COVID situation coming. And that really derailed plans of all these teams that projected that they would have more space, you know. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. it is what it is. Uh you know, there's lots of arguments either way that, you know, to either change things or, you know, that teams that are having trouble managing it, you know, they, they get what they paid for kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it kind of sucks, cap, but hopefully it'll be. The cap is also bad. Let's just say that too. Yeah. <laughs> Injuries yeah, are bad, bad and the cap bad is bad. Bad cap. Yeah, we don't like. And it. what's your bad? <laughs> My bad is Pierre Engvall. Now, after the first game when he played so well, I was like, "Oh, he's like actually maybe turning things around." But as usual, that is fleeting, and he has come back the next two games with his usual. Uh, just I don't know. He's just so inconsistent. So like yeah. dumb penalties, giveaways. He just can't string together multiple games in a row where he's yeah. he's I don't know. giving his I don't know if it's that he's not giving his all or whatever but it's like it's like he's willy light in a way that yes. you need to light a fire under him or you used to have to to for Nylander too but it seems like he's getting it together this year but Engval I don't know like it yeah. I don't know I'd like I don't to know see why him he put goes together back. he's Hmm? I don't. I don't know why he goes back in his own zone a lot. That's when things get messed up. Like when he gets the yeah. puck and at the neutral zone, and sometimes yeah. when he travels back, he. Yeah. He, I mean, he is a good skater, but he travels mm-hmm. back and he tries to look for a play. But it's like, don't go back. Go towards the ozone sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go back into your room because then it ends up being you end up having like uh, losing the puck or whatever. Some yeah, and then happens. it turns into a scoring like a turnover, opportunity, like it did last night. So yeah. Yeah, so, so that's anyhow. that's definitely I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping he turns it around. Well, I don't know. Maybe am I hoping? Do I care? <laughs> maybe maybe you're like that Sheldon Keefe. I don't think he yeah. has much hope. I'm, for I'm him very either. indifferent about Engvall. But the the sad thing is, is he's got wheels and he can put it in the net when mm-hmm. he puts his mind to it. So he's just got to get a little smarter in his game. So let's move on to the ugly, and I think we are both in agreement on this one. What would we like to point out is the (laughs) ugliness so far in this first three games. Yeah. So it's pretty consistent, even in other games. It's the refs, basically. Um, And I think this this made our ugly last year. uh, Last year. Yes, it did. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know, again, it's the start of the season. So whatever they have to. They're still learning learn. and working at learning what stuff. to call. But I mean, those mm-hmm. two hooking calls in Ottawa, well, the one on JT and JT never said anything, but that was 
like not hook, like it wasn't even close to even practically touching the guy to lift the stick, but mm-hmm. they called it hooking. And, and yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't that. And then the, the cross-checking penalties that they're, I'm, I'm hoping to see once Matthews comes back now that, um, like to see how it, it is on him. Like we were talking about last night that, mm-hmm. uh, like he takes a beating around the net because he's yeah. always he's always there, right? So will it be interesting to see how they how many calls um, that he yeah. get, he draws I mean, basically. He, he should draw more because this is the thing that in like for example in the NBA you can't even get close to a star. Like even if you put your little pinky finger on them, they they get they go to the yeah. line for free, yeah. for free throws. So why is it that you can basically beat up a a star player in our league and get away with it. So yeah, he should um, be the beneficiary of some uh, penalty calls. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in case uh, anyone's interested out there, we I've learned, um, uh, oh, I think we both learned actually, there is a referee's crease right in front of the penalty box. <laughs> we were, so um, I'm sure we're a lot of refs, people that are listening to this already know that, but that was something that we were like really that keyed in on. Yeah, we didn't know that. We were reading some rules from that they put out for the Seattle Kraken fans being the new team in the league. And uh, we were just scrolling through some of the details that they're passing on to their fans and there's a referee's crease Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. so anyhow i we for now they're ugly they just need they need the refs need to pick it up so and learn the rule pro- and apply it correctly the way it's supposed to not by just like touching a player <laughs> around yeah, I, the- I do really think that they're just finding their game also because i mean even there was that one penalty they called last night where it seemed like forever that it took for them to call it. And yeah, normally there's not that kind of delay. And I was just like, it just, there's just, I don't know. It just felt really weird because it felt like it took a really long time for them to like blow the whistle and call it. So yeah. Anyway. So basically we're going to move on to some positivity now and we're going to roll the ladies talking leaves highlight reel for the first time this season. Woohoo. So let's start with number three. Chris, what you got? Well, I got the guy from Scarborough. Yes, Michael Bunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's quickly becoming a fan favorite. That's for sure. A favorite of mine, too, quickly. Um, he even got, I noticed Darcy Tucker gave him the thumbs up last night and tweet- really? on oh, Twitter. Really? That must have yeah. a thrill for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Proud Scarborough Scarborough boy and uh, scored his first goal um, with the Leafs and versus the Sens at home. And I just loved his first goal celebration, the way he just yeah. went up against the glass. And um, and then the his comment also after the game, um, I'm just going to read it here. He he basically he said, "I'm pretty much speechless when it comes to his for his first scoring his first goal as a Leaf. It was a pretty cool experience to look up and see all those Maple Leaf jerseys in the crowd and cheering, and they're cheering for me. Mm-hmm. For a kid growing up from Scarborough, it's a dream come true. Like yeah, how that can you not gave me chills? Here yeah. listening how can to, you not? I read it too, but listening yeah. to you read it, it just gave me a little bit of chills up my spine. How can I you know, not love that? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That's yeah, yeah, and I mean. Yeah, no, it's like totally amazing and so deserved. And we were talking last night about how, you know, we don't, we need more guys on our team 
that have swagger. And like, obviously, AM 90, AM 94, AM 34 has <laughs> swagger. And this guy seems to also have that in spades. So I'm like really impressed with what he's been bringing. And he's just a hard worker and he never takes a shift off so far that I've seen. So I'm like really impressed. All right. So for number two, I have Jack Campbell and uh, what like I'm really impressed with how he's come out, especially considering he now has to carry the torch again for a while. Um, he's only allowed seven goals, uh, sorry, two goals in seven periods. Not seven so, goals. No. Yes. He's only allowed <laughs> two goals in seven periods, which is pretty amazing. And he seems to be carrying forward uh, what he did last season so far. So yeah. I'm uh, really, really stoked about what he can offer. And I'm just hopeful that he manages to stay healthy uh, for as long as possible yeah, so Mraza can come back in and, and spare him some yeah, games a little that's bit. what I was going to say as long as he stays healthy and he's actually he's not Campbell is 19-3-2 and two over his past 24 regular season starts so that's a pretty that's amazing not too record. shabby mm-hmm. yeah and I just noticed over the three games so far like he's made the big save when when needed yeah. like he's just, he's always been there and um so that that's that's really all you can ask and then just a quick note about Alex Bishop, who was the UFT student mm-hmm. last night. I watched I was, his, uh, his post game. Yeah. It was Did so you see cute, it? actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so yeah. he had to back up Jack Campbell uh, because of the cap issues that we talked about in the intro. And um, I don't know, being a Leaf fan, I can't yeah. imagine how surreal a feeling that must have been for him to actually 100%. be in the locker, locker room yeah. and being on the bench. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and having, that, having people take shots on you, like... And that, yeah. Even if he didn't get in the game, yeah, yeah, that was that was really that was really cool, and just to to see. And his parents were there last night mm-hmm. too, so that was really cool. But um, yeah, so but kudos to Jack Campbell. Absolutely, <laughs> keep going, Soupy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, number one on our highlight reel. Me and Sila are very happy about this, being back at Scotiabank Arena, and a lot of fans are too, uh, to actually see a game live with like 19,000 fans. Um, It was, I don't know, it was, some people were a little bit nervous there at the game on the home opener. Um, It wasn't, I mean, it looked sold out, but it wasn't sold out. There was a few empty seats, Um, but yeah, the and the noise factor, like a lot of people were saying, like it's the usual thing down there with the, I guess the corporate crowd and that. But I mean, it is, it could have been louder, but we have to say that it is a little bit difficult to scream with a mask on and like all night, <laughs> right? Like to <laughs> cheer. Sure. We we did our best um, yeah. ourselves, and uh, but I mean, yes, there were times like after the national anthem. Normally, I I find it a little bit I. I find it normally a little bit louder, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then last night I was a little bit surprised being a Saturday night that there was a lot of empty seats last night um, mm-hmm. for a Saturday night game, but I guess people are still, um, whatever, the nervous, obviously the price of the tickets too, that sort of thing, if you can't afford it with the, but, um, but yeah, no, it was just great to see a game and we encourage everyone, if you can get to a game, like Go. You don't have to be concerned. All the precautions are there and um, are being taken. And um, yeah, I would say like I've seen other games, you know, from you know, 
games in the States where no one's wearing masks. That's not the case uh, at mm-hmm. Scotiabank Arena. I'd say the majority of people are wearing masks unless they're eating or drinking something. So, um, yeah, and I and there's, yeah, so far so good, I guess. You know, I guess it's going to be a little while to see how it all shakes out. But um, but yeah. uh, all the checks and balances seem to be there right now. And uh, I I felt I was surprised at how quickly I got comfortable. It was just like, Riding a bike, really, when, yeah. once you're back in there. So, <laughs> so it's well, when you when we've been doing it for 29 years now, so we're pretty yeah. good at it. But yeah. um, yeah. So being being back in the arena was great, and uh, now with the U.S. border opening, it's even more going to be even more fun because we can at least think about going on road trip possibilities. So for our next segment, the third period, uh, we're going to be talking about road trips this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. so yeah, so it's a it's another segment of On the Road with Chris and Sil. So, we're going to talk about a couple of uh different destinations and the dates that you can see these games uh in an away city. So, I'm going to discuss Tampa since I've had the pleasure of seeing a game at Amelie Arena. This is a favorite destination for Canadians, uh especially and you can normally tell by the schedule that we normally have games down there on March break this year. It's actually a little different. We play on April 4th and April 21st. So these could be really important games also. So if you're looking for a game uh, for a road trip that has high stakes, the, this could be a really good game to go yeah, to being being later in the season. Yeah. 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 So obviously it's in Tampa in Tampa where the games are. Um, the area where the uh, arena is, is, it's sort of like a business area. It's actually there's there's restaurants and stuff around. You have to walk a little little ways. Uh, the best thing or the the highlight, I guess, is they have like a really awesome statue of Dave Andrzejczyk, which obviously we know there's leaf ties there mm-hmm. um, from when they won the Stanley Cup with him. And um, they have their own kind of Maple Leaf Square type uh, area around where people can tailgate, congregate before and after the game. They have a big screen out there. They usually have some food trucks and stuff. Uh, in that general vicinity as well. and But there's a, maybe two or three blocks down the road, there's a whole area where there's restaurants and stuff. We ate at a place that is, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it is like a kind of a bowling alley restaurant. So it's a diner within this bowling alley. It was kind of a cool, cool place. So yeah, um, yeah so there's, there's stuff in and around the area. And of course, uh, you've got the Florida sun and you can, if you want to, um, you know, or do some Disney stuff or Universal Studios or whatever you want uh, down there, because yeah, definitely none of those things can, are far away. Yeah. So yeah, definitely there. There's lots, lots of extracurricular to do. Uh, <laughs> or you can relax add on, on the to beach. your game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I definitely uh, wouldn't mind going there. And uh, you could do the the two of them, basically, too. You could go down to Miami or mm-hmm. uh, and do the Panthers game. But um, yeah, all right. So I'm picking St. Louis. St. Louis is a different kind of, it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice city. Um, it's, uh, so the Leafs are there this season on Saturday night, uh, January 15th. Um, it is kind of risky going in that time period because of the weather. They do get uh, a bit of uh, the snow there being in the Midwest. Um, but it's a very easy city to drive. Uh, you can 
I would suggest you can stay on the outskirts and just drive in to the city or um, or stay downtown close to the rink. Uh, it's called Enterprise Center. So um, around the rink, it, there's a lot to do. Like, it's very central. It's right downtown. So there's a lot of restaurants there. Um, unfortunately, the time I was there, the Leafs weren't playing. It was Anaheim. Um, but um, so I didn't get to, I didn't go to the game because I didn't feel like seeing Anaheim <laughs> and the and St. Louis. But um, everywhere in that city, the Blues were like, they're definitely a popular sports team there. And, uh, and now that they've obviously, they've won the cup since then. So it's even more so a popular, uh, they have their Gloria song, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of a, a cute thing that they have. But um, yeah, so lots of things to see there, the Gateway Arch, Route 66, the Main Street of America, um, and some history too, which I didn't know when I went there with uh, Jesse James, um, basically hid in these caves called the Miramec ca- Caverns. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of interesting to see there. But um, but yeah, so I actually do want to go there. Um, hopefully, Syl and I will get there. I did. We did investigate once to to go there and, and check out a game because it is uh, very easy, and they have good malls there too, sort of thing. And um, mm-hmm. and yes, for us ladies, got to have should, some shopping, some shopping in, uh, to in do the trip somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah. Um, so if if I don't know January. Like I said, travel there might be a little bit, but uh, yeah. But those are a couple of places we we thought we'd uh, highlight for this uh, edition of On the Road with Chris and Sill. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to look up uh, look to the upcoming games for the Leafs uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so tomorrow night, obviously, it's Austin's debut, so that's exciting versus the Rangers. Um, and then they're going to be going on the road for a little bit. Um, well, Friday night they play the Sharks. But um, but then starting Saturday night, they're going to be on the road visiting the Pens, the Hurricanes, and the Hawks before coming home again to play the Wings and Vegas on November 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So obviously, the big game in that uh, bunch that you mentioned will be versus the Canes, uh, playing Freddie for the first time. Yeah. What are you yeah, uh, feeling uh, about that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that's going to be pretty emotional for Freddie. I don't yeah. know. He's just, uh, it's fine. He, he's 2-0, and actually. They won again yesterday with mm-hmm. the Hurricanes. He was in net um, for both. But um, it's funny, On in when we lost to the Senators on Thursday, I tweeted out um, I wasn't going to say anything. And it was funny. It was during the second period anyways, just before Morazic got, uh, got injured. And um, because... Anyways, I, I assume one of the, one of the tweets that came back to me from that, from saying that I wasn't going to say anything or tweet anything, um, one of the tweets that came back fr- was saying that just say it, it's Freddie, <laughs> and I'm like, the reason why I didn't want to say anything is because the goals that Morazic left, like let in, basically. Mm-hmm they were all bad bounces, basically. You couldn't blame the guy. He played really well in the two periods that he was there. But um, but if it was Freddie in there, guaranteed 100%, all of hockey Twitter would have said it was Freddie's fault. Yeah. Right? So I, I bad bounce or not, it was Fred- Freddie's fault because he was all over the place or whatever sort of thing. But mm-hmm. 
but no, but yeah. So that was just my point that I didn't want to say on Twitter. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're uh, saying yeah. it on here on our podcast. But I'm saying it everyone. on here. I have to, pro- <laughs> I have to protect Freddie. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it anyway. To see, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how uh, yeah. Austin, how, how, uh, see how Austin uh, shoots the puck at him. But, yeah, they won't be sitting. I, I wonder, are they going to like do their normal thing where they're on their one knee at center ice together now? Because normally they would, would do that together in their own end, you know, during the oh. warm ups. But yeah. maybe they'll kind of get together at center ice and have their little pregame chat. That's true, know. too. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I just fun. don't want them to do any kind of storm surge that night uh, versus no. us. Meanwhile, no. I don't know, like, do you think Freddie really likes that? It seems kind of not like a thing that he would like yeah. to do. It was sort of a little, anyway. Yeah, I. but um, but actually, I, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow night um, who Austin will be. Like, if Austin will just do the little, like, down on one knee thing with Jack Campbell now. Like, if it's mm. just going to, or if yeah. he's going to find, or if he's going to find something new to, like, to have a chat with somebody else or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but. he's going to have to, I'm sure he'll, he'll have a new, new pregame, uh, warm up routine. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, over the next couple of weeks, uh, it's going to be busy for Jack Campbell. Um, yep. and with Matthews returning on Monday night, um, our next episode is going to be very interesting and exciting. That's for sure. We, we expect it to Austin to, to be his usual self mm-hmm. and score goals. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So before we go, we want to announce the winner of our anniversary contest. Yeah. So congratulations to Lauren Stewart, who won a fantastic prize that includes Maple Leaf swag items and a Tim Hortons gift card. Uh, Lauren started to listen to our podcast when we first started in 2019. So thank you so much for that, Lauren. We really appreciate it. And her favorite Leafs player growing up, um, favorite least players, sorry, growing up were Doug Gilmore, Felix Potvan, and Matt Sundin. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, no questions there or no problem with those three choices. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Lauren is a longtime Leaf fan and she has the tradition of watching Leaf games with her dad at his home every Saturday night, which a lot of... Um, a lot of fans out there, I'm sure they do that as well. So that's that's great to keep that tradition going. So congratulations again, Lauren, uh, and, and we hope you enjoy the prize pack. We're sure we're uh, we sure you will. And um, yeah, so and next time if when we have our contest, be sure to enter <laughs> to our yeah. listens there to have a chance to win a a, a good prize. But um, yeah, if you have any thoughts on uh, what we talked about on this show, please DM us or on social media or email us at ladies talking leafs at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL 1917. And another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support our show by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. As always, thank you to our healthcare workers for everything that they do. And thank you for listening. And please follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. So stay safe and well, everybody. And we'll be back in a couple weeks and we'll be talking about the return of Austin Matthews. Go Leafs, go, go. Leafs, go.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.